Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to What Culture Gaming. My name is Rich and I'm joined by Mr. Osley Beatty. Hello, I am Osley Beatty. <laughs> and if it's the two of us together, it can mean only one thing. We're going to talk about PC gaming. I'm going to be doing it every week, every Tuesday. We're going to sit and talk about the things happening within the PC gaming space. And the most recent thing to have happened within the PC gaming space was the PC gaming show, which aired on Saturday night. We sat together with a bunch of people in a Discord server and we watched through the first half of the uh, presentation because it sure was something. Yeah, I don't know if you can say sit through, but more complained through because it wasn't <laughs> that great at all. It wasn't. And it's a shame because the PC gaming show is it's it is very much an underrated part of what would be E3 season. It is currently E3 season now. Uh, and we've had some fantastic stuff from the PC gaming show in the past. We had the satisfactory reveal uh, a couple of years ago, which if you don't, in case you don't know me and Osley, love that game to pieces. Things like Age of Empires 4 got announced there and so on and so forth. But this year we came in with not very high expectations and that was probably the best way to go. Now, just following on from Thursday's PlayStation 5 reveal, uh, we'd had one of the best presentations I think we'd ever seen with the PlayStation 5 reveal. There was no fluff, no rubbish. There was like just game, 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 game. Here's the console. Everything they showed was basically all super interesting. And as much as the PC gaming show isn't usually host to like huge reveals, this year felt really bad. Mm. Yeah, they even had um, they even had gameplay inside the PlayStation event where, like, compared to the Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, Valhalla one, where yeah. they said, "Oh, this is a gameplay um, event as well," but they didn't show any gameplay. It was literally just cinematics. Yeah, um, like they even showed like a full driving three minute section of Gran Turismo Seven, and yeah, it was it was practically perfect in a way. We got we got nothing like that at the PC gaming show. If anything, if any, if there were any big focuses on a game, it was more just repeating the same footage from the trailer that we'd just seen over and over again and chatting to the developer. And it was like question after question after question. It's like move on, move mm. on. But the the main thing that was the, the, the worst part about the PC gaming show was how cringy the whole thing was. Imagine mm. E3 in sort of the noughties when things did get very cringy. I think there's a, a, an iconic, I think it's a Konami conference where the guy was just a bit crazy and then you've got just sort of the Nintendo music, Wii music cringy sort of approach. That was very much present throughout the PC gaming show this year and it's it's just unnecessary. As said, we've seen how good uh, these presentations can be when they just take away the fluff and go boom. 
here's your games. The PC gaming show, out of probably everything we'd seen, even with the Xbox Series X gameplay reveal a couple of weeks ago, they're still subscribing to that old approach of doing game conferences. And it's like, this is so outdated. Please stop. Yeah. The, um, the, I wouldn't say like the two presenters were, weren't bad. I say, I say that no. they're absolutely fine. It's just the style, the delivery of it, and also like bringing on that, that stupid robot for comedy relief. Like it just didn't need to be there at all. Just show the games and that's all you need to do. Like let the games talk for themselves. Maybe have a developer interview here and there, but not longer than like two minutes or three or something. Yeah. But for something like Icarus, we got like a whole 10 minute interview of someone who hasn't really made a good name for himself in the industry. No. Because of Daisy. We will get on to uh, to Icarus, but uh, now we've got the sort of like, Oh, this, that was the whole approach to the PC gaming show was a bit archaic. Please change that up for next year. Let's actually talk about the games that we saw. So similar to a couple of years ago that Satisfactory launched the um, the PC gaming show, this time we got the we got Valheim, which is a Coffee Stain published game. It's not developed by them. But it's this like, uh, what, would it, what would you say it is? It's kind of like a, an RPG yeah. hack and slash thing. It's- it sort of reminded me of um, this game called Banished. And Banished is a game where you have, um, you start off in like this medieval town and then you build up that town and progress it. So you like gather wood, gather materials and, and stuff like that. Um, the only thing that it doesn't have is um, like player versus environment stuff. So you've got um, characters in Valheim like attacking other stuff. Um, I didn't really look too much into it, but it really reminded me of that Um but overall, it just looked like a mobile game, really, didn't it? Yeah, survival games are very apparent at the PC Gaming Show this year, which, we again, we will get to with Icarus. But the main takeaway for me for Valheim is it looks pretty bad. Like, going for low-poly stuff, going for pixelated uh, graphics in a game, it's not exactly anything new, and there's actually quite a lot of that approach at the PC Gaming Show this year. But Valheim tried to blend low-poly and pixel, and rather than looking heavily stylized, it looks heavily aged it looks like a ps1 game with bad graphics or like a really early 3d game on pc and annoyingly it doesn't look nice and like we've both played really good looking like retro styled games uh, uh you know separating the art from the artist something like iron fury um has fantastic pixel art something like um strafe which is like a quake roguelike i've played again go for low poly um sort of quake style uh, graphics look fantastic, but Valheim have attempted to do something along those lines, but have completely missed the mark. And mm. it's a real shame, but it just it looks like indie dev jank, but not necessarily in the animation department, just in the art style department. Yeah, and I think that that genre overall has kind of been done a bit too many times. Like you've got this Viking survival game where you've got a craft armor, and the only way to do that is bash a hammer on the anvil like that yeah but yeah there's, there was a ton of that so but then following um valheim we got an absolutely mental trailer sort of reminiscent of bug snacks from the xbox reveal uh, sorry the playstation reveal uh, called ooblets and it's like it looks like animal crossing meets farmville meets dance battles and i have no bloody clue what is going on in this trailer but i absolutely love it and i want to play it right now but <laughs> It's, it was one of those like quirky trailers that devs do to try and make their game stand out, but they've actually managed to pull it off. When you've got something like, 
I don't know, Rage 2 getting Andrew WK in to make it all edgy and cool and it just doesn't work will get us more of that. Like we there was so much variety in how things were presented across this um this presentation on Saturday. But Ooblets is one of the things that's actually stuck out as being this looks ridiculous. I've no idea what's going on. I must have it. Hmm. Yeah, it didn't really have any gameplay in the trailer and it's kind of like I think it like needs to be one of those games that you need to see what it what it's doing because at the moment I like it just looks really funny. Um yeah. I'd like to see more of it uh, in the future. Yeah. It's not it's not too long till it comes out. It's coming out in the summer apparently. Uh, yeah. on on Epic unfortunately. But uh we'll hopefully we'll see more of that but on to something that was released like there and then, and I th- I'm pretty certain it was this that got uh, Sean saying, oh, that's, that's exactly what I want to hear on the PC Gaming Show is that it's launching right now, and that's Torchlight 3. I've never played Torchlight. Yeah, I have played Torchlight 1 for four minutes. Oh, wow. Torch- <laughs> and Torchlight 2 for about a good three, four hours. Okay. Um, and it, it, the main issue that I had with Torchlight was that it just felt like a cartoony Diablo 3 clone. Um, probably not a clone because that might upset a lot of people um, yeah. because I'm not really into that sort of... Uh, well, sorry, I'm not really into Torchlight, but I'm into Diablo 3 quite a lot. Um, and yeah, it just felt so much um, so much similar to Diablo 3 in a way. Now, uh, I had a quick look at Torchlight 3 when it came out uh, on Steam just a second ago, and it's got mostly negative reviews due to due to it being in early access, the servers being absolute crap, and yeah, it's just, just not going great at the moment. For a se- for a third sequel, I wouldn't expect it to being to be being released into early access. I find that I think that's a, that's a discussion to have at some future point. But like, should sequels be given? early access treatment if they've got the groundwork to build from with the original game unless it's a game going to a different developer should it be given an early access platform because like you said the the early access approach like it seemed like when they were saying it on the pc gaming show the fact that it's an early access game being put into early uh, sorry a sequel being put into early access it just sounds really strange like any any triple a game that gives you like beta access for a for a new for a sequel game just seems odd in my opinion why give them early access to it it's a sequel you should know what to do what not to do and you not necessarily fix the kinks after you've released it but it's like it shouldn't be in a position where it needs to be an early access if it's a sequel and that's yeah then there was even a review on steam which said um they had it in alpha for about a year or so and they apparently weren't even listened to like developers just fobbed off anything they said and just released it as it is now um and people are pretty frustrated by that wow but uh more reviews had said that it's more like a mobile game and it's very watered down i mean i've heard so much about torchlight i see it all the time on steam and i just assumed it was like pretty like got a pretty established fan base and i don't know why they keep making sequels if they could just keep potentially adding to the same game like could torchlight 3 have just been a torchlight 2 expansion or just taking everything they're doing new because then they were talking about new classes and you could be a steampunk robot or something. <laughs> and like, why not just add that to Torchlight 2 instead of churning out a new game? But again, Steam early access money, because it was still, what, $30, 30 quid? Oh, it's um, £23.79. Yeah. So way too much, especially for an early access title of that caliber yeah. as well. And that's a, that's a shame. But uh, Torchlight 3 is not exactly gone too well. But moving on to something that has been going well for for many years now, and that's Elite Dangerous, something that uh, as much as I'm a big Frontier fanboy, uh, I've not played Elite Dangerous. 
because it's not a park sim. Um, <laughs> but uh, Elite Dangerous have released, uh, they've announced a new um, expansion, say, new season, whatever thing for Elite uh, called Odyssey, where you can now uh, get out of your ship when you land on a planet and roam about on the surface of said planet, I'm assuming in first person. Um, and this is going to turn Elite, which is already a very, very popular game uh, still now, into even more of like a No Man's Sky style thing. Now you've played more Elite than Mio's. Is I have. That yeah. Be, is that going to be a good thing for the game? I don't. I. I don't know because, I mean, they've been bringing out a lot of changes to the game with these expansion pass passes and DLC, like with Horizons, which I think was their last one. They gave you the ability to land on planets and explore them on buggies. I right. think, and yeah, so I don't, I don't know if like bringing yourself onto these planets are going to change the way, um, change the way that it kind of like plays. Really, um, I mean, it's exciting for the fan base. I'm not really into it now because it's um, I've played about sixty six hours, and the entire time I was just like ferrying cargo from one star system to another, and it just got really repetitive and really boring um the combat though is really really good if you get your um your head around it it takes quite a while to understand it especially on like a uh like a controller like a ps4 controller or something um but i reckon if you had like a attachment uh, what are they called like joysticks flight stick yeah flight sticks and um I reckon like giving that a go and just using it for Elite dangerous is is um is the way to go really because i've got a friend who plays it in vr and also plays plays it with a um, with a joystick like he's got um a, a velcro thing on his um on his chair and he gets to like just reattach it and attach it and um he loves it he loves it quite a lot i can't stand That's it cool. in vr at all but <laughs> he loves it ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. 
For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. I mean, if the majority of Elite Dangerous is built around like space traversal, space combat, then this whole thing will supposedly only take up a small portion of the, the gameplay that you get from Elite. But if they manage to expand it enough into becoming like more feeling more like a No Man's Sky, then that's going to be really good, especially since it's already got a very established player base. And it's not like people have been... I mean, I, I can't speak for the Elite community, but it's, it's never been apparent to me who sort of sidelines on Elite because I'm such a big frontier person that they've been clamoring for something like this. They're just adding this in as like, okay, here's something completely like new. Here is more for you. If you're continuing to play elite, here's something different. We're not just going to add in new ship parts or new areas to explore. Like, literally, we're going to give you access to the planets that you wanted to walk about in before. Here's that. So I think that's slated for, I want to say 2021. Yeah. Early 2021 they had on their trailer. Oh, nice. That's, that's really cool. Like I, I'm, I need to give elite a try. I do have it. On Steam, I got it very cheap uh, on a sale. Uh, and I should install it and give it a try just to see if that kind of space sim does interest me. Because I've always looked at those games and thought, this looks kind of cool. But I'm I'm always very skeptical as to whether I would load in and be like, okay, I hate this. It's kind of why I've never tried <laughs> No Man's Sky. Because um, I'm not sure whether space flight combat stuff is something that would interest me. It's why I've looked at Star Wars Squadrons and gone, eh, I don't know. Um, but that's yeah. exciting for elite people and we knew the frontier were there and i was kind of hoping we'd see i don't know more planet zoo planet goes to dlc but that's just me i should have realized it would be for elite <laughs> or it could yeah. have been the f1 game that uh, frontier have been contracted to do yeah could uh, have been which that. is really or, exciting or they could have um like announced planet splash oh yeah. give me planet splash i was gonna say planet coast to console edition but i'm guessing we'll probably hear more about that once we get the uh the uh, next xbox series x presentation because we only heard about that in november at the XO19 event. Uh, mm. But we've heard nothing about Planko console edition. And I'm kind of, as much as I'm somebody who's got like 400 hours in Planko PC and I'd never switched to the console version, I'm still intrigued to see where that's going to come. Uh, so I hope we might hear about that soon. But uh, next up is something that revealed uh, actually on Steam before or just as the show started. And it's been teased out for a lot. And Twitter just exploded when it happened. And that was Persona 4 Golden coming to Steam, uh, which is like straight away gone into the top sellers. Like I knew people who were literally buying it. As soon as it was there, they bought it. My activity feed was full of people buying Persona 4, that that's now finally out on, on Steam, which is exciting for, for people who've played Persona games or want to play the Persona games. I've never played them. I've never been that 
interested in them and all i really saw was it sparked the debate of whether persona 4 or persona 5 is better <laughs> yeah i've never played it either i'm not really interested in that story type and um like oh what's what's the word um we turn take turn take turns to attack i can't remember the oh, turn-based combat you mean turn-based combat that's what yeah yeah i'm not really inter- interested in that sort of game um mm. ex- except for pokemon obviously but um <laughs> i do remember jules saying that persona 4 was the best one so if you trust jules's judgment on that then go for it that's fair enough um but yeah we'll just, uh, just quickly dust over persona 4 um something i forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about the cringe i managed to jump past this uh eventually we got uh, a section of games introduced by a, a publisher called new blood <laughs> And they basically looked like all the same game. They were all like low poly shooters with just set in different places. Uh, and then at the end of it, they all the names of the games, they look like fake games that you'd see in like a TV show or uh, you see them in Grand Theft Auto. For example, you see Jimmy playing them on his console in his bedroom. Uh, it's like if you, if you threw in Bone Storm from The Simpsons into that mix of games they showed off, it wouldn't look out of place at all. But mm. then after that, we had this... Um, like not an interview, it was like a pre-recorded thing with them guessing the CEO of New Blood or something. Um, and he went full on like edgy cringe lord at the audience. Like he was swearing left, right, and center that was all got censored. And then he was talking each of these games has got its own website, but they've all got really stupid URLs. And it just added to this edgy, stupid, horrifically cringy approach to uh publicizing a game because the games themselves look quite cool like when we first saw them we were like oh this looks quite this this looks cool and then this guy turns up and he says you can go visit these things on devilmayquake.com it's like devil may cry meets quake thief with guns which explains itself gary loves you no idea deader space okay not fortnite.com i can't believe it's not the it's not the zen uh not not hexen sorry not hexen uh and shootyboom.com and it's like dude dude shut up like we were all in a discord voice call watching this event and all you could hear was just groaning at this guy so it's like if you're gonna show off some really cool looking indie games that are all like i know they've all gone for the same art style but you know low poly stuff can work and they did look better than um uh valheim did earlier on but don't present them in that way because it makes me not want to look at them anymore if I'm going to be introduced with that amount, that amount of cringe. Yeah, and especially the editing as well, where he's like slowing down his voice and just, I hate that, I hate that style of editing so much. It's, um, yeah. But the, the games that we've got is Dusk, Medieval, Maximum Action, Unfortunate Spaceman, Faith, Ultra Kill, and Gloomwood. Ultra and, Kill and Maximum Action just sound like fake games. Yeah, especially like, logos. Genuinely. Like, they, um, like I, I genuinely thought for a second that when he was showing these off, this was all a piss take. But no, it's not. It's deadly serious. And they just, yeah. it's not like they've leaned into that to make it like more accessible and more interesting to see. Like they, they're taking this approach with promoting their games. It just genuinely fell off the whole way through. Like I was trying to chug a bottle of lumpy milk. It was <laughs> horrible. So yeah, that, was, that was the state of that. I accidentally put lumpy milk on my tea the other day. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like from the start, it looked really cool. Uh, like I even like shrieked into like, joy just to see like uh like a build type engine um game out there but um, yeah but just like seeing all these different games and, and it just it didn't make sense as to what it was right like was it one game into one thing was it just a bundle of games that you get for free but the compute the the main thing is that um like dusk for example that's been out since 2018 
Um, oh, wow. And Ultra Kill isn't even out yet. It's out in um, 2020. Uh, I unfortunate, think unfortunate Spaceman, I think, literally came out today. Yeah. But that was a bit of a mess. Let's very, very quickly talk about um, Icarus, which we mentioned earlier. So yes. made by the same guy who did uh, DayZ. And it's just another survival game, except you've got a bit of space stuff in there as well. And we saw like the tiniest amount of uh, footage. We saw janky animations and the guy was trying to sell this as a new project. And even, even Sean, who was asking the questions was kind of like, what, what's new about this? Like, g- like genuinely, what, what about this is new? Yeah. And it, felt I, like was, it felt like he was pitching to stockholders more than anything. <laughs> yeah. Just, I um, played like yeah. minimal amounts of rust and those kind of survival games don't really interest me. But the fact that this guy is just making arguably another Daisy with just a bit with with like more like the idea of having like quicker drops onto uh, onto this planet um rather than just being there the whole time and you might run out of oxygen and come back that seems interesting but it seems like one extra little quirk to make it different from every other one which is exactly how battle royales got when they got really saturated it's just here's our battle royale it's exactly the same except one different thing and here it is and this icarus just looks Eh. And like I've never seen Daisy be considered to be finished or in a in a good state ever. So the fact that just moved on to do a new game, it's like cool, great. Should we should we just jump on board with this? Yeah. So. There's um there's a review out there for Daisy where it says um this guy went to college, got married, had a kid, and everything like that. And the only thing that Daisy managed to change in between that time was change the Christmas trees and wow. the lights. Cool. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, we'll very quickly brush over Remnant from the Ashes, Subject 2923, which is probably out of everything that was revealed at the show, the one thing I'm most excited for because I love Remnant from the Ashes. It's fantastic with the Swamps, of course, as DLC come out not long ago, which is only like a little add-on, nothing too major, but this looks to be a full story expansion for Remnant. And just like I said, brushing over it quickly because we're running out of time. If you've not played Remnant, go play it. Dark Souls with guns, it's absolutely fantastic. And get really hyped for this dlc how have you finished remnant nose did you finish did you did you defeat the nightmare at the end or no 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 no. no. i haven't got anywhere close to it i think oh, uh, it's just um, through it <laughs> it's just oh god like i don't i i think i do need to get back into it again because i'm not really into souls like games um apart from security which i love but honestly it's just something about that game that just doesn't appeal to me at all oh, i mean sorry. i love that double a game and the fact that they're trying something new to bring it into um into the industry but it's just that i just don't don't enjoy yeah that's fair enough but uh just to wrap things up we had a couple of bits and pieces that were that look quite cool um i think it's called metal hellsinger which is the doom meets like rhythm action game style thing they showed some more gameplay of it it does look a little bit janky and they have there's one animation that looks very much ripped off from doom eternal uh which is a bit unfortunate we had surgeon simulator 2 get shown uh, we've got more escape from tarkov and they wrapped up with the outlast trials which is the new outlast game uh, which I haven't played either of them. I have the first one, but I'm yet to play it. Maybe I'm too scared. I've played, I've played about 10 minutes of the first one and all I thought before I even got to the first monster. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's just that, um, I think I talked about it in chat, but basically there, um, there's a point where you go inside a library um, and there's a jump scare when you open the door and that's yeah. scary. And then you go through this dark library with your camcorder and then there's a guy on a big spike like that and he's... Um, oh, and then not, he jumps, doesn't he? Yeah, and that's the worst jump scare I've ever experienced in a game Oh, before. my word. Um, and I had to quit that because I'm just... <laughs> Maybe yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna admit it. I'm too pissy scared to even go through <laughs> horror games. 
But there you go. That was our very brief rundown of the PC Gaming Show. Out of everything that was announced at the show on Saturday night, is there anything that you picked up on that you really, really liked? Is there anything about that show that you really, really hated? Please stop adding cringy dialogue into between the games and stop giving dumb developers the chance to swear and make crappy websites. Please stop. But this is something that Ozzy and I are going to be doing every Thursday, talking about every Thursday, every Tuesday, talking about PC gaming. So if you've got any questions or things you want us to cover in future PC gaming podcast things, then please let us know in the comment section down below. Thank you very much for watching and or listening. I've been Rich. You can follow me on Twitter at PickupChangeToe. I have been Mr. Osley BC. You can follow me at NewtNChill. Newton chill. Newton chill. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.